there and welcome in. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Sticks and Gloves podcast once again. This is episode number three. We're on a roll now and we're going to be covering the MCLA playoffs today. Like it says in the bio of my show, this is a podcast that covers all things lacrosse. So the MCLA is the Men's Collegiate Lacrosse Association. Um, It's a national organization. Basically, it's not varsity, it's club level, but it's still very intense. Um, There's over 200 teams, 10 conferences, and it's in both the United States and some parts of Canada. There's a structure much like the NCAA with eligibility rules, All-Americans, and a national tournament to decide who the national champions are for Divisions 1 and 2. Coming up next week, most teams, or in the next two weeks, should I say, most teams have their conference championships who will decide who gets the automatic bid into the national tournament. Uh, The national tournament is held in Utah, Salt Lake City this year. And so the way it works is that there's 10 conferences, so the 10 conference champs, whoever wins their conference, gets an automatic bid to be one of those 16 teams in the national championship tournament. The remaining six teams are then selected by... by a process at large by the MCLA committee, and these teams are normally teams that have uh, been highly ranked all year, had really successful seasons, but might have lost to another really solid ranked team in their conference matchups. So on today's episode, I'm going to go through each of the 10 conferences and kind of give my opinion on what teams I think have a good chance to win their conference, and then the remaining six teams who could still make it into the national tournament without winning their conference. Um, as they face pretty good competition within their conference. The first conference I want to talk about is the SLC, or the Southwestern Lax Conference. Um, This conference is very strong every single year. In the past five years, either the winner or the other team that lost the national championship has been from this conference. So I think this conference has really become a powerhouse um, because they get a lot of the strong Southern California lacrosse players to go to these schools, popular schools that also have good lacrosse teams now. So to start off, we're going to talk about the SLC North. Um, The teams in the North are Chapman, Claremont, Concordia, San Diego State, USC, and UCLA. I'm not sure how it works, but I think there's a three-way tie between USC or UCLA, SDSU, Claremont. Those four teams I'm not sure of. I think they played this last weekend to figure it out. Um, And then in the South, there's Arizona, Arizona State, Grand Canyon, and UNLV. I could be mistaken, but the way it works, I believe, is that GCU, who's ranked number 21, will play University of Arizona, who's ranked number 12. Um, And the winner of that will play Chapman, who's ranked number 5, as Chapman has a first-round bye this week. Um, And then on the other side of the bracket, I think Concordia is probably going to play USC, and so I'm going to have Concordia winning that game and then going on to play ASU. And ASU was the first-round bye. They're ranked number number 4, sorry. and ASU is going to beat Concordia, I think, in that game. And then for the conference championships of SLC, it's going to be Chapman versus ASU. Um, I'm a little biased here, but I'm going to go with Chapman taking the crown of the SLC this year. Chapman only has two losses this year coming at the very beginning of the season. And they're on a hot streak right now, and I just think their offense can't be stopped. Um, as long as their defense holds up, they should get the win in the SLC. And the next conference I want to talk about Um, is going to be the Rocky Mountain Lacrosse Conference. This conference is interesting um, because there's only four teams in it, and so they've played each other mostly all so far this season. So we already kind of know what the matchups are like and how the games went. So I'm just going to put it out there. Colorado is going to make it to the finals of the Rocky Mountain Lacrosse Conference, Um, and I think CSU and UVU are going to lose, so it's going to be Colorado versus BYU. 
UVU just got demolished by Colorado, so I don't really think they have a chance. And Colorado State's not as strong as a team as they normally are. Um, BYU should be good. It's a roster full of 25-year-old dudes who have families. They're full-grown. They treat their bodies well. These kids should be good. They're having a pretty bad season in terms of BYU standards, but I'm expecting them to kind of ramp it up towards the end of the season here and get ready for playoffs and maybe make a good run. BYU's schedule is interesting because three of their four last games are all divisional games, so they play Colorado, Colorado State, Utah Valley, and then Idaho to close it out. Um, But when they played Colorado uh, four days ago, they lost by one goal, but then they got a nice six-goal win over Colorado State. And then coming up, they play Utah Valley on the 20th, so it's kind of like a warm-up for the conference championships for them. Um, And I think that one goal loss to... Boulder looks pretty good, and so I think they do have a chance in the Rocky Mountain Conference, but I do think that Boulder is still going to come out on top and win that conference to get the automatic qualifier for the national tournament. The next conference we have here is the WCLL, or the Western Lacrosse Conference. Um, This conference is interesting because in the north, you have Cal, who's ranked number one, but then you have Chico, Nevada, Sonoma. Um, Not really the strongest teams this season. While in the south, you have Cal Poly, who's number eight, UCSB, Stanford, Dominican, and Santa Clara. Um, Cal Poly is the only ranked team in the South, but uh, UCSB played them to one goal, I believe. And then for UCSB, um, they only won 12-11 over Stanford, and then they also had a hard time with Santa Clara. So I think that side of the bracket is a little more uh, up in the air on who's going to win, but I'm still going to go with Cal Poly and have it being a Cal Poly versus Cal finals for the WCLL. And then um, hopefully Cal Poly is able to knock off number one Cal. It'd be nice to shake things up. So I'm going to go with Cal Poly upsetting Cal number one in the WCLL Conference Championships. And I think this could very well happen because Cal and Cal Poly played, but it was Cal Poly's first game of the season um, where they lost 14-10. So it's still kind of a close game, but first game of the season, first couple games of the season, you're really trying to work the kinks out. Um, and figure out how you're going to win as a program for that season. So this is a rematch that I look forward to, and hopefully they have a stream for it, because this should be a good game. Next up, we have the Continental Lacrosse League. Uh, This league is a little bit random, but there have been a few games in the past like two weeks or so that now uh, shake things up a little bit. Um, So in the western side of the bracket for the CLL, you have Central Michigan, Davenport, Michigan State, who's ranked number 14, Pitt, and then Western Michigan. Um, So out of the west... Uh, Davenport, Michigan State played a couple weeks ago, and Michigan State barely scraped by with an 11-10 overtime win. So this is a matchup you need to keep your eyes on. Uh, maybe there could be an upset with Davenport knocking off Michigan State in the tournament. Um, but I really do think that Michigan State is still a good team, even though they've lost countless games this season. They have great players and good coaching, um, and they should be able to figure it out by the time playoffs go. Um, and then on the East, you have Boston College, who's number 18. Buffalo, UConn is number 15, New Hampshire is number 10, and Northeastern. Um, just based on rankings and what's gone on in the past couple weeks, I think New Hampshire is the best team on this side. I'm not really sold on UConn or Boston College. Um, New Hampshire kind of took it to both of those teams. And so I think it's going to be a Michigan State-New Hampshire matchup. And even though Michigan State's number 14, I just think they're a grittier and better team than New Hampshire is. I've never seen New Hampshire play. I've never heard about them really until like a, two weeks ago they entered the rankings. After having one ranked win, they got t- 
People thought they should be a top 10 team. I'm not convinced whatsoever. They're a pretty random team. They don't have a hard schedule. Um, we can go Michigan State for the CLL champs and the automatic qualifier uh, for the national championships. And like I said, even though Michigan State has lost a few times, if they remain at rank 14 for the rest of the year, this is going to be a team that no one wants to see in the national tournament. Um, normally, if you'd play the number 14 seed, it wouldn't be that strong of a team uh, in the first round of the national championships, but Michigan State's going to be a really hard uh, number 14 if they stay at that spot. The next conference we're going to cover here is the Southeastern Lacrosse Conference, or the SELC. Um, this conference is actually kind of crazy. There's 21 teams in this conference. Um, that's a lot more than any other conference around the country, and there's some really good talent in this conference. Um, you have number three, Liberty. You have number two, Georgia Tech. You have number six, South Carolina. You got number 20, Clemson. I think number 25, Georgia. Um, however, I'm not sure how Georgia's ranked. They just played Georgia Tech last week uh, and lost 21-5. That tells me pretty much all I need to know about Georgia. There's no chance for them. Um, but some games looking up before the conference playoffs start is number six, South Carolina, playing number 20, Clemson. South Carolina's kind of been up and down uh, with their wins. They like beat a team by a lot and then beat a not-so-good team by not that much. So maybe Clemson has a chance to do something there. Um, and then number three, Liberty, next week will play number 11, Virginia Tech. I don't think Virginia Tech's that solid of a team. I've watched film on them, um, and they lost South Carolina 10-5. Uh, I, I just don't think Virginia Tech's as good of a team as they've been in the past, so Liberty's going to smoke them. Um, but Liberty's an interesting team because they have not faced any competition this entire year. Up to this date, this far this year, they've played two ranked teams the entire year, and of course they're undefeated. They played two ranked teams. One, Michigan State, who has been losing to everyone this year. They beat them really well, 18-7. So that win, you got to put some respect on that win. Um, but then they beat South Carolina by one. South Carolina is a very unorganized uh, team. So I just don't know how Liberty is so highly ranked with not very quality wins. They've beaten random teams. Um, and so I'm looking for them to come into playoffs, and they need to prove themselves to me and get some quality wins. Sort of a similar situation uh, with Georgia Tech. They haven't played that many ranked teams this year, or at least top 10 ranked teams. Outside of the top 10 teams really start to fall off, I think, in the MCLA. They did play Chapman and beat them on their home turf earlier in the year. But once again, Chapman's losses both came at the beginning of the year, and they've kind of been steamrolling teams ever since. Um, but so for the SELC championships, I think it's going to come down to Liberty, South Carolina, and Georgia Tech. Uh, I'm not sure who is going to make it into the finals, but I'm going to think that it's got to be Liberty and um, Georgia Tech. And then I'm going to go with Liberty taking the win. Last year, Liberty was a really strong team. I'm not sure how many players they graduated, but I think they'll continue their success at the end of the season now, so they should be rolling and have their systems figured out. I'm going to go with Liberty taking the win in the SELC and getting that automatic qualifier. And then that's going to have to have the judges vote in Georgia Tech, and I think they also have to vote in South Carolina for the tournament. Next conference we'll be covering is the Pacific Northwest Collegiate Lacrosse Conference, or the PNCLL. Uh, these teams include Boise State, Idaho, Oregon, Oregon State, Simon Fraser, and Washington. Washington is coming in this week ranked number 24. I think this is the first time that they've been ranked in a long time. Um, normally, Oregon is kind of the powerhouse in this division. Uh, Oregon normally gets the AQ, I feel like. 
But Oregon's been really shaky this year. They did put up a good fight against Liberty and played them 14-12, but they lost. Um, they also lost a one-goal game to Virginia Tech, who's ranked number 11. Um, but then they ended up losing to Washington at the end of the year, 11-12. So I think this conference is really up for grabs between Washington and Oregon, maybe even Boise State in there too. Um, Oregon did just beat them 14-9, uh, but I still think it could be close. I think Oregon and Washington are going to be in the finals for this conference. And then based on uh, last week's results, uh, it's either going to go Washington or Oregon here. But Washington won, but I do think Oregon is the better team, so I'm going to choose Oregon here to take Pacific Northwest Collegiate Lacrosse Conference Championships. For the Upper Midwest Lacrosse Conference, this is a pretty random conference. There's like Indiana, Mizzou, Minnesota. Um, those are kind of the three strongest teams, in my opinion, from this division. Uh, Indiana lost by one to Michigan State. This was really surprising to me. I thought this would be a cakewalk for Michigan State. So props to Indiana. Um and then Mizzou hung in against Minnesota, and so I think Minnesota is the best team, but since Mizzou hung in and Indiana lost by one to Michigan State, there could be a challenge for Minnesota ahead, but I think if everything goes smoothly, Minnesota should take this win uh, and win the Upper Midwest Lacrosse Conference and get the bid to go to Salt Lake City. Um, their first appearance in, I believe, the last two years, but I could be wrong on that, um, but Minnesota is a good team. They got some good players, and I think they should make the tournament this year if they win their conference. Final conference I'll be covering here today is the Lone Star Lacrosse Alliance, I think it's called. LSA, Lone Star Alliance. Um, anyway, this is a conference that does not normally make much noise in the MCLA. They've never really had that consistent powerhouse. Uh, I think a few years ago, SMU made the tournament. It's pretty random year to year who makes the tournament. There's not a consistent team. Um, so my picks here, I'm not really sure what's been going on down in Texas and down in the south with these teams, but in the north, Arkansas is 10-2. I'm, they have the best record out of anyone in the LSA, so I think it's got to be them versus Texas A&M, who I believe was ranked at the beginning of the year, um, but has fallen off after taking some losses. So I think it's going to be Arkansas versus Texas A&M, who's 9-5, but I think Arkansas is 10-2, and, and they're going to get the win. And they're going to win the Lone Star Alliance Conference and then get the automatic bid and hit the road to Utah. That about does it for this week's episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in once again. Uh, I'll leave a link to the Twitter and Facebook page on Podbean. Podbean's my hosting account. It's where you can find all my links to iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you want to listen. Podbean has it all for you. Make sure to uh, slide in my DMs on Twitter. Send me what you guys want to hear for next week's podcast. I'd love to get some ideas and some things to talk about for the show.